following program contains adult content and strong language. Listener discretion is advised. All right, welcome back. We are in episode four of Gig Encounters of the Weird Kind. And once again, we're here with Joel Alpers. I have dedicated a whole entire chapter to Joel because he has a knack for crazy things happening to him. And so happy to have you as my very first chapter to the podcast. Always thrilled to be here. (laughs) So what did we say we were going to title this one? Because I'm really excited about this one. That was just, you know, as I was reflecting on on things we could talk about, I was was sort of going through my, the years I've been doing this and the lessons you learn along the way. And these are two, I came up with a couple of stories that, they're not really related, but they're they're at different ends of my journey, kind of. And uh, just both of them had lessons that I've taken with me. And so I thought maybe this could be, you know, things you learn on the gig that you can then apply to future things and uh, carry with you whatever you're doing next. Right. I don't know what that theme is, but well, I'll tell the stories. And, and Yeah, no, this is good. I, I like it. So we're all going to learn a lesson today. All right. Lessons well, learned. Yeah. You know, and that's always the goal besides just coming up with experiences that are amusing and, and uh, stories that you can tell, you know, if you, if you learn something about yourself, you want to be able to carry that forward. <laughs> I like so, it. So the first one goes back to uh, years and years and years ago. I was, I was in my early twenties. I think I was still in school and um, uh it was really the first, it was a big gig for me because it was the first time I'd ever played at a club called Le Cafe. I don't know if you remember Le Cafe, if you were, uh, if you remember that club, it was a great uh, jazz room in the eighties and nineties in the Valley. It was on Ventura Boulevard and it was uh, just a kind of what Cafe Cordial became later, but, but a little, a little more high, like kind of a cross between Cafe Cordial and Catalina's like that. Shout out to Cafe Cordial. We still miss it. It was a hang, but it was also kind of a nice, a really good listening room and kind of a, sometimes it was a fancy room and, uh, but just a great place. All the best players played there. And it was a place that, you know, from the time I was in high school, I would go and see shows there and, see the whole generation of guys who were before me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was something I really aspired to was to be able to play there. And, uh, you know, I, I would see all these guys who were great. And I would just think someday, you know, I really want to play in this room. So the day came, I, I finally got a chance to play in that room. I was playing with a great singer friend of mine. Uh, her name is Jude Swift, great, uh, fabulous jazz singer songwriter. And, uh, and I was playing in her band and, uh, so it was a big deal for me. I just was, I couldn't believe I was finally playing at the cafe. And, and uh, the way the room was set up, they had a restaurant downstairs and then the, the music room was upstairs. And you, they had, they didn't really have a backstage area, but they, you would kind of gather in the, the kitchen area and then you'd walk through the club, through the tables to the stage. It was at one end of the club, um, kind of a low raised stage there. And, uh, so I remember standing back in the uh, in the kitchen, getting ready to go on. I was wearing my suit, and I was just having one of those life moments, like, "Yeah, I'm finally here. I'm I'm playing the cafe. You know, I'm the man." And the the lights go down in the room, and I was like, "All right, this is it. 
I'm like Mr. Jazz. I'm I'm ready. Mr. Jazz. The room is packed. I was like, this is gonna be great. I'm just like, and I just start walking out there, and I'm just like strutting like Joe Cool. I'm just like, I'm the man. Nobody's slicker than me. And I kind of like cruise between the tables, and I'm sliding, and I'm just everything's just I'm on cloud nine, and I get right up towards the front, and. I'm kind of, I'm looking up at the stage. I see my drums on the stage and I'm like, yes, I'm like, I'm entering the temple. I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna deal. Everybody's here to see me, I'm the man. And as I get up right to the front, I don't really look too carefully where I'm going. And I kind of crash against this table. They have these little small tables and I bang against this table right in the front row. And there's a couple that are on a date. They're dressed up. And the woman's got this big, tall, like pina colada or creme de menthe or something, big, creamy cocktail. Uh-huh. And I just knock this thing right into her and it goes all down the front. Oh. And just, and she stands up and screams. And the guy's like, what's the, what are you doing? And instantly I'm like eight years old. I'm like, <laughs> like all my whole vibe is totally crushed. I went from like the coolest guy in town to just the biggest idiot in the world. People are laughing and I'm like, uh, I don't know oh what to God. say. And I'm like, the guy's like, he looks like he wants to deck me. He's like, you asshole. Oh <laughs> He's screaming, no. like, I'll, I'll buy you another. And she's like, yeah. she's screaming at me. And meanwhile, the band is like up on stage. Like they've got, they're putting on their instruments. They're like, dude, you gotta get up here. <laughs> yeah. so like, I get up. My whole vibe is totally gone. Now I'm like pouring sweat and I feel Aww. terrible and I just can't settle in. And then the whole gig, I, I'm looking at these two in the front row, <laughs> just giving me the worst vibe. Like I try not to look at them, but they're directly in front of me. Just looking at me like they're like, when you get off stage, we're going to kill you. Aww. It was so horrible. So the lesson I learned from that one was just, you don't, don't get too cocky and you know, always look where you're going when the lights are low because you never know when you might bump into a cocktail and and ruin the whole night uh, that was early on I, I i definitely i try to be more aware of my surroundings these days <laughs> although as you know you and i have both had our share of klutzy oh god what was that gig where i was we were doing some gig at the ojai valley spa and <laughs> you were on drums and i believe that they they didn't really show us exactly where the door was and it hit me in the face. Wasn't it like he but it was kind of like a hidden door, like it was like a wall. Yeah, and then we thought we were okay. Door. And yeah. a waiter came through and just knocked you like right on your butt. Yeah, and you had like a huge knot. Yeah, like I bad. remember turning around and looking at you and just seeing this knot continually grow <laughs> on your forehead throughout the whole entire gig. And it felt so terrible. There was nothing we could do. Like I remember we asked for ice and we were like having you kind of ice your head in between songs. Yeah, it you was, poor thing. It was not good. And then uh, we've played, we've also played gigs together where both of us had the flu. Yeah, well, I had the, the New Year's Eve gig where I had pneumonia. That was the worst. Yeah, you had pneumonia yeah. and I had the flu. I remember yeah. that. It was running uh, like a, a temperature of 102. Yeah. And yeah. Um, 
got to play with pain in this business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to get through it to make that dough. Okay, what's your second lesson? Well, and, and you know, and and from that first one, you know, I learned that it. I remember too that night that it, I, it really, really threw me off. I went instantly from feeling great about the gig to being completely thrown off and and not playing well that night. I, I really sure. liked it to me. And, you know, over the years you gain experience and, and you gain confidence and, and uh, you, you start learning to roll with things a little better. Right. So a few years ago, I, I had a good illustration of that. So this was on an, uh, another corporate gig and it was a, a kind of a stressy event in Palm Springs. Um, we should let people know corporate events here out in California means um, that we're playing for either weddings or a corporation has a big giant party and they hire our band to be yeah. the entertainment. So that's what we mean by corporate event or casual. Sometimes we'll say a casual. Yeah, exactly. So this was out yeah. in Palm Springs and it was, it was kind of a stressy event. And uh, they were, uh, I was just with a, like a jazz trio and we were going to play background music uh, during dinner and everything like that. But there was supposed to be a, a cocktail uh, hour before the event. Uh, and our piano player was, was going to play like an hour long set of cocktail piano. Um, so I got there early. I set up. Everything was fine. And I was just relaxing in our little green room backstage area. Just I had a couple hours before I had to play and making some phone calls or whatever. Well, it turns out our piano player, who's usually a super reliable, punctual guy, got stuck in horrible traffic on the freeway coming out to Palm Springs. It was it was something catastrophic. Like there was a, a major accident on the freeway, oh, had to shut the whole freeway down, and he he couldn't move for a few hours, and uh, so he he was calling in, and it was it was clear he wasn't going to make it in time oh. uh, to play his cocktail set. So I'm sitting backstage, and I'm just kind of making phone calls or surfing around and our band leader comes in and the cocktail set was supposed to start at like five o'clock and he comes in at like two minutes to five he's like he's like joel you play piano don't you and i was like uh <laughs> kind of so not really sort of he's like you got to play piano like you know our piano players he's not going to make it he's running really late he might not even be here i was like uh, oh. okay <laughs> so i walk into this huge room was where the cocktail hour is going to be. And there's this big grand piano there. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I sit down at the piano. No, I should explain to everybody, uh, you know, I can play piano. I can get around on the piano and, yeah. and, and I can play it, but in no way am I like a jazz piano player where I can, where I've got dozens and dozens of standards at my fingertips. Sure. I can play solo arrangements of songs and, uh, that's just not my thing. Um, so I'm sort of sitting at the piano and, and the coordinator, who's this super stressy woman, is sitting Always. on the, this look of intensity on her face. She looks like, you know, General Eisenhower, like figuring out how he's going to plan the, the forces of, you know, in, on D-Day invading the beach. Like that's the level of intensity on her face as this event is about to start. And she kind of points at me and the doors open and hundreds of people start streaming. Oh. And I'm sitting at this piano I'm like, and now I've got to play for an hour. Ugh. So, and I don't, I don't know what, you know, I don't have any music. I don't know what to do. 
So, and I even tried, I think at the beginning to like bluff my way through like a Beatles tune or something. And I got about 10 seconds into playing something. And I was like, you know, this is not a good plan. I have to abort this mission. Like I'm gonna, it, this is not gonna sound good if I do this. I gotta do something else. So I, I just default and I, I started just making stuff up. And I kind of, you know, there, I write songs. So I, I played through some things that I'd written a little bit, but mostly I just played these long exploratory modal, <laughs> you know, it kind of sounded like a, it sounded like a Keith Jarrett solo concert, <laughs> but with like one one thousandth of the chops or, or melodic and harmonic sophistication. <laughs> Just this long noodling, you know, like 20 minutes in A minor, just like uh, at any minute, I just kept waiting for somebody to come up to me like, what the hell are you doing? Or, or, you know, or ask for a specific song. Right. Packed with people. Oh. And, and uh, the coordinator would keep like checking in on me and I'd sit there and smile at her and play. And I kept waiting for somebody to say something. And the whole hour, that's a long time to fill when you're that's a long time completely bullshitting. I'm not just yeah. like, and you know, it's like it being in school where you'd look at the clock and the minute hand would start going back. <laughs> I keep, I was looking at my watch like, man, I've been to do this for 10 minutes. <laughs> I got 50 minutes to go. So I'm just noodling away. And the whole hour, one person said one word to me. And that was a woman in a cocktail dress came up with her drink in her hand and kind of leaned over at the piano and all she said was beautiful <laughs> all i got so, <laughs> so that was it and then you know i finished my hour i went back and I, I played drums for the rest of the night and it was all good so the lesson there was just like you can if you preparation is great and you know definitely want to be ready for you know as, as rehearsed and as prepared as you can but the the time may come where you've got to get by on completely bluffing and on oh. stuff. So that's what I did that night. And uh, I may have to do it in the future. So, but at oh, least no. I know now if I, if I have to carry an hour of cocktail piano, that's, that's something I can do in a pinch. <laughs> <laughs> and just get them drunk. <laughs> yeah. Nobody cares. And, and I realized too, it, it could have been like, it didn't, it could have been Herbie Hancock playing piano. Like sure. it, it would not have made a difference. Like, sure. All they wanted was somebody in a suit playing a piano and, you sure. know, sounding like they sort of knew what they were doing. Yeah. All it took. Oh, my God. <laughs> so stressful. Beautiful. Beautiful. Did the guy ever show up to the gig? He did. Oh, that was the other thing. He came okay. in like okay. five minutes ago and he was standing in the back of the room and he just like was like looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, we were just kind of laughing at each other across. I guess he he, he knew what was going on. And we still laugh about it to this day. He's like, you know, like, hey, how did that tune go? And he'll like noodle along in like A minor for like a minute. I'll be like, yeah, that was that was the one. Perfect That's the song. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well, everybody, I think we've all learned our lessons from Joel today. Fake it till you make it. I've done that so many times yeah. on stage. I can't believe. How many times I have forgotten lyrics that I have sang, you know, thousands of times. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I don't remember what the next word is. And I normally turn around and have this sort of like deer in a 
in the headlights look on my face like what's the next word or i'll make a i'll make one of the singers start like an impromptu rap or right. like something ridiculous until i can remember where i'm going with it <laughs> so yes the lesson that we learned today was fake it till you make it and most likely somebody will walk up to you at the end and tell you that was beautiful that's right and, that and don't knock over anybody's cocktail in the dark too <laughs> Watch where you're going. That's a good lesson. Don't be cocky. Watch where you're going. Don't be cocky. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks again, Joel. We, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next episode with you because this is going to be a whole entire chapter with a bunch of different people who have had some pretty amazing, amusing things happen in Vegas, but. Nothing's ever happened to me in that town. Oh, that's complete crap. Wait till you hear this, people. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you in the next chapter. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thanks for checking out Gig Encounters of the Weird Kind. Special thanks to my guest, Joel Alpers. Also, thank you to my assistant engineer, Derek Frank. The song that you are listening to is called That's What She Said. You can find it on Derek's new album, 11 Years Later. Download it on iTunes or stream it on Spotify. And for gig encounters of the weird kind, like, subscribe, and rate on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And tell your friends. You'll be hearing from me. See ya. (laughs) 